Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another episode of Tarot Today Radio. For the past 12 years, we've been bringing you the world of tarot. This is the official broadcast of the Tarot Guild, the international organization for tarot lovers, students, and professional readers since 2004. That's right. We're in our 18th year with the world's only full-featured tarot social media networking platform, thetarotguild.com. I'm your host, Dax Carlisle, coming to you live from Tucson, Arizona, and joining me is my fabulous co-host. She's Vice President of the Tarot Guild, Director of Communications, a professional tarot reader, and Crystal Reiki Master. Here she is, live from Amarillo, Texas, the one, the only, Mary Brown. Hey, Mary. Hey, Dax. Hey, everybody. Happy Psychic Saturday. How's it going? Oh, great. I'm out on the patio, and it's overcast, but very nice. A nice, uh, oh, what are we at? 80 degrees. Okay. It's 80 already. <laughs> wow. Oh, I'm, the I'm weather's all over the little, place. I'm still a little chilly down here in Amarillo, Texas, but, you know, mm. it'll be spring later in the week and then winter again and then we'll have a flash of summer and you know that's that's where the hold you hold my beer state when it comes to weather <laughs> that's right that's right hey i want to tell everybody we we are a live call-in show so you can dial in at 714-816-4628 we'll be getting to the calls a little later in the show because we have a guest today so excited you can also join us in the chat room on the tarot guild website just go to thetarotguild.com forward slash chat. You can listen to the show right below the chat room. You'll find the player for the shows. And you can chat with us live during the show. You can put in your comments. You can even ask for a mini reading right there in the chat room, thetarotguild.com slash chat. Or just hit chat when you get over to the website there in the navigation. But we'd rather talk to you live on air. So dial in and get your spot now so when we start taking calls, we take them in the order that they come in. You want to you know, have your spot. So 714-816-4628. Before we get to our guest today, Mary, I saw your card of the day, and I'm interested in what you're going to say about that. Yes, so um, in our Psychic Talk Radio Facebook group, if you haven't joined that yet, please do. You want to be part of the conversation, go over to psychictalk.net forward slash Facebook. We have a page and a group. Like the page, join the group, and the card of the day comes to us from the Crystal Reading Cards by Rochelle Charman uh, with Beautiful uh, photographs of crystals um, by Matt Walker. There's different photographers for different crystals in this deck, and Matt Walker did today's crystal, which is Tiger's Eye. The illustrations in the cards are done by Chayote Carter. And the Tiger's Eye crystal message today is about courage. Okay? And Tiger Eye is one of my favorite stones. In fact, I'm actually wearing a bracelet right now that has Tiger Eye oh. in it. I find it, to, I you know, I always have crystals on around there. Who knows? They're they're all over the place here. <laughs> but mm-hmm. Tiger Eye, especially, I feel like it has a protective energy to it. It has this beautiful kind of effect to it, where it's almost. I kind of feel like it almost looks like, you know, a holographic image. We call it toyancy when it comes to tiger eye crystals, a way that the um, it has that sort of reflective surface and kind of looks very uh, glittery. And, you know, so what this card is about is that, you know, sometimes, and I'm sure there's some of our listeners out there that are kind of maybe – having having a difficult time kind of standing up for themselves, standing in their own power, um, 
you know, sometimes we we can get kind of caught up in fears and doubts and insecurities that kind of run through our head, and you know, it, it kind of can affect the way that we're walking in the world. And so, Tiger Eye today is saying, like, no, you know, today, you know, you stand in your power, and to feel secure enough to banish those doubts and to take that take that chance you know having courage doesn't mean risky behavior having courage means that you're sure-footed in a way that you're moving in the world that if you have a goal or it's something that you want to do um do it do it stand in your power do it work with your solar plexus Mm chakra today okay and this weekend you know strengthen that strengthen your sense of security and strengthen your own willpower to to do what you you need to do to move forward in your life but that's that's a message for today did you draw a card of the day as well or what are the numbers like today dax oh it dovetails so nicely with the card you got you know having the courage to move forward, to start something, because it's all about the one energy today. So I pulled a card from Chiro Marchetti's Tarot Grand Lux, which I just got in the mail, and uh, got the Ace of Swords. So there's that one energy, you know, new beginnings and so forth. But the date, the day today is the 19th. One plus nine is 10. One plus zero is one. It's that one energy. And then if you add that to the month three, you get four plus the year 2022. So the world year number is six. You get 10 again. One plus zero is one. There's that one energy again. It's all about beginnings today. And your card dovetails in nicely having the courage to do that. Whether it's, um, oh, and by the way, I'm going to throw in, especially if it has anything to do with electronics anything to do with telecommunication, uh, the Internet, things like that. So, yeah, start the podcast, start the YouTube channel, uh, <laughs> anything along those lines, yeah. So that's what I got for the numerology and the card of the day. Awesome. Yeah, so do you want to tell everybody about our guest? We'll bring it on. Yes, yes. <laughs> this is the exciting part, folks. <laughs> we, we are so lucky today to have a wonderful guest on Lisa Robertson. And I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with her, at least through her work. She is the author of the Animal Totem Tarot and also the Mermaid Tarot and the new Soul Cats Tarot that just came out, and my new favorite deck, Cirque du Tarot, which, um, holy cow, if you look, I know, it's like, wow, all this tarot, 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 Um, but she's (laughs) also one half of um, Quantum Wealth Coaching, which is a luxury brand that helps seven-figure entrepreneurs, so, and she's written Several books she has. Oh, we got to ask her um, about that. Yeah, we've got to ask her about everything. So why don't we bring her on? <laughs> awesome. Here she is. Welcome to the show, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Hi, hi. Thank you very much for having me. I just wanted, I just want to correct one thing in your introduction. I am not with Quantum Wealth Coaching anymore, so that is not ah. uh, part of my current world. <laughs> oh, okay. well, we'll just X that out then. X that out. <laughs> I'll X that out. Oh, you know. Hey, that's one less thing we have to ask up. about. Oh my god. Yeah. Have Llewellyn take that off your bio page too, because that's where it, that's where I got it from. Yeah, no, I think they just updated it recently, so like. Oh, okay, awesome, <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, I am dying to ask you about Cirque du Tarot. And I have to tell you, I'll, I'll admit, just so the FTC is really happy and everything, Llewellyn sent me a copy of this deck, and. It's funny because I had, um, I forget what it was, I, I had requested a, a book that we wanted to review and, and 
talked to the author about. And and the Llewellyn publicist, who's such a sweetheart, you know, put in this Cirque du Tarot, and I was like mesmerized. I'm like, what 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 is this? You know? And I, it's like getting into this whole world, right, of the circus. And I have to say, I have your Animal Totem Tarot. I love that deck, by the way. Um, Cirque du Tarot was such a different experience for me. Um, And I read the book cover to cover, and I felt like, like like it taps into, like, the kid, you know, or, I don't know, our inner child or something. But I was wondering, like, what was it about the circus that made sense to you to make a tarot deck out of? Because who would have thought of it? <laughs> well, I've got to say, most of my decks actually uh, come from the decks that I'm hoping that Barbara will reject, ideas Barbara will reject. So when I submit ideas, I actually submit like around five at a time. And I always have one in there that I'm really hoping they won't pick up on. And it's always the one they want. So that was pretty much how that <laughs> came about. So I was like, oh, I wonder what it would be like to put a circuit, you know, play with a circus deck. I'll just throw it on here and see what they say. And, they, and you know, I wrote the synopsis and I gave a few examples along with all the other ones that I submitted. They were like, ooh, this one. I was like, damn it. So, um, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> well, you did it to yourself, right? You know, <laughs> that's what's so great about every single time. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is that you know I I look I read it this I read this deck and I read the well I read the book and. It doesn't feel to me like it's really just the circus. Like, I think even in my review, I said, like, look, this is a deck that I think people, that, you know, theater geeks might be really into this. Anybody who's into, like, the performing arts, because it really kind of fits all of that, that idea of getting ready for the show and the different acts and the different performers and and everything. And, you know, you live in Vegas. Did you go to mm-hmm. see a lot of shows to to prepare, I you know, to seen, research? I have seen a lot of shows. So um, what happened was, was once we knew we were going to have this idea, I knew I didn't want to do a circus circus. Like, that was absolutely like I was adamant about that. I was, and that was part of the brief and the original idea is that if we go with this, I don't want to do a circus. Because I actually find circuses a little creepy. Um, so it was yeah. like, no, it has to be. It has to be about the whole concept of performance. It has to be about. And I wanted to really tap into that whole aspect of life itself as a show, and that we play different parts and we move around. Um, and yes, I am very fortunate to live here in Las Vegas. And my wife was a limo driver for 15 years, and we used to get uh, comp show tickets. So I have had the honor of seeing quite a lot of shows here in town. So that experience very much shaped how this deck was put together. Oh, that's awesome. And, you know, my goodness, there's a there's so many sort of fresh, you know, what I like about tarot decks, um, new ones, you know, and even, you know, new to me ones, <laughs> is that I'm always looking for, um, I guess, you know, like a reimagining of the tarot in a sense. I'm, I'm looking for something that increases my vocabulary as a, as a tarot mm. reader. And I think this deck really does accomplish that because you don't, um, you know, we can read a lot of different, unfortunately, we can read a lot of different tarot books and see a lot of different decks and, and whether it's like just a rehashing of the same idea, even the same laundry list of keywords the same concepts when it comes to the core cards and et cetera, et cetera, boring, boring, boring. You know, you you turn all that on its head with this and with the book as well. And I was wondering, 
two big things, well, a lot of things stood out to me, but two major things stood out to me. The use of non-binary characters. Can you talk mm-hmm. about, was that, your, was that your idea to do that and what it meant, uh, why it was important? Yeah, so I'm a queer woman, and it, it is very important to me that we move the binary barriers of interpretation of archetypes. So that was another thing that I was really very firm about with this deck, is that we were going to approach the court cards without a gender association so that we could talk about stages and process and fluidity and inclusivity. Um, And that's also reflected in a a lot of my uh, books as well that I want to slowly start moving this needle a little bit and getting people out of this idea that it's an either or, that we live in this limited binary construct of archetypal energy to which is only relevant to a select few, especially considering that our tarot world has grown exponentially in the last five to seven years. Yeah. Yeah, it's got yeah, Dax, you and I have talked a lot about the mainstreaming of tarot, how how it's yes. it's okay to be it's okay for us to be us now. <laughs> yeah, well when Dior is doing fashion using tarot, I mean <laughs> You don't get more right. mainstream. Right. So, so you don't get more mainstream. And like all sorts of them. Yeah. You, you, like it's, it is. It's part of pop culture now. And I think that if we are going to, if we, the tarot people, are going to move with the movement, then we have to, we have to be more inclusive. We have to be more mindful of how we're reaching people because we know within ourselves how healing tarot is, how it can be used in psychoanalysis and in therapeutic settings and in energetic vibrational healing in personal and professional development. So if, to me, if we, if we truly believe that these are the things that the cards can offer, then once we put them into the mainstream, we have to have multiple entry points for those coming to this world for the first time. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, like we have that responsibility. I feel is it a responsibility? I, feel I think do. it is. Yes. The other thing that um, also I, that really struck me um, is what you do with the core cards. And Dax and I have had like a back and forth about the, <laughs> the idea of a progression, you know, from the from the page to the knight to the queen to the king. It's the same character. The way you do it is beautiful in the Cirque du Tarot um, because it, it, we see the page, you know, sitting there, you know, in front of the mirror getting ready, you know, for the show, like the first kind of stage of getting ready. And then when we look at the night, you know, uh, the costumes coming on, uh, getting more ready, then we go to the queen and then finally the king. And it's, you know, you, you have the sense of, the same person has progressed through it. Where did that idea come to you from? Because uh, I work with entrepreneurs. So I use tarot in business development, and I specifically mm. use the court cards for business development. When we talk about the different stages of business, the different, different growth, the archetypes of the court cards lend themselves beautifully to people who are just starting business, people who have been in business for a year or two, people who have been in business for five years, and then people who are building legacy businesses. So that's where it kind of came from. So I really did bring in the entrepreneurial teachings with tarot in that respect, and I thought this would be a beautiful deck to put that in because we are removing uh, the binary concept of gender out of it and showing processes and how we ourselves move through the energy of these archetypes through growth and expansion and expertise and how then we move into a different level of mastery and legacy. I love that. I love that. And I, and I think it's a, 
it's a, it's like a more holistic way of um, dealing with the court cards. You know, people struggle. <laughs> people struggle with them. Um, I feel like they, they, you know, everybody has their different concepts. And they think, you know, what what is this about? And I think historically it kind of represented like the different sort of stations in life, which is kind of, you know, so limiting because, you know, for a long time people – you know, couldn't really rise above their station in life. If you were a servant, like a page, chances are that was what you were going to do. <laughs> you know, you weren't going to become king. So there's something very empowering, I think, about the the way you did it in this deck. It, it gives us a sense that, you know, we can always uh, rise above and move forward. So I really appreciate that. Um, and the artwork in this is just, I, it really, I, I love it. Josh Tufts um, does a wonderful job and such modern concepts with it. Did you, do you choose the artist for your decks? Like how, why did he stand out to you is what I'm wondering. So it is interesting, the process of finding an artist, and, and I can only talk from Llewellyn's perspective because that's who I, I publish through. It is, it is different with every publishing house. Um, but for Llewellyn, when we submit our decks and we put the material together, we design the 78 cards, we do put an artistic vision. So we kind of say, like, this is the vision I would like to have. And nine times out of ten, like, they can completely ignore me and they did with this deck too like this is <laughs> this not the original <laughs> vision I had for this deck I actually was envisioning something along the lines of real kind of like comic book art like a graphic novel art approach for this deck that's how I imagined it when I created it and um, mm. when I sent in all the samples and the artistic vision they're like no we are completely ignoring you on that um, so then we, started, <laughs> then we started then we started looking for artists, and I think Barbara and I, before we landed on Josh, I think we went through about 150 portfolios before we landed on Josh. And I knew that we, if we went with Josh, it was going to take the deck in a totally different direction from what I first envisioned. And I was absolutely fine with that because I was like, I want to see where this surrealist dreamlike quality could take this. And I'm curious to see how he plays with the art, the art direction of the cards. And I think the end result speaks for itself. I mean, he did a brilliant job. He did a wonderful job. And so, just, oh, yes. you know, <laughs> I, I do have a couple questions about this process, though, if you don't mind. I'm, I'm looking at the devil card, right, that you have in, in this deck, mm -hmm. and, I, and I actually, you know, I, I don't know if the devil is anybody's favorite card. It's not my favorite card, but I love this concept for it. And so when we see this, this you know, kind of dominatrix-looking woman, right? <laughs> she has these cages hanging above, and she's got this guy, you know, kind of on a on a leash along with this woman. You know, so it's still it's still the concept of the devil card, where you have the two figures and they're chained. You know, they're bound mm -hmm. um, to to the devil figure. Did you come up with the idea of what that would look like? with that woman sitting in that high back chair or does the artist just take the con how much do you sketch out of what the artist actually um, creates oh that is 100 percent my concept because the devil is actually my favorite card <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> i'm like i don't know if there's anybody and <laughs> you're like me me that it's is actually my, me yeah, that is my favorite yeah no that is my favorite card because it's actually my life path card so i am a i'm a 15 six in numerology so the the devil oh. and the lovers are actually very personal cards to me so when i sit oh my down gosh. and create these cards in a deck yeah I, oh really yeah. So when yeah. I sit down and create these cards in a deck, I really am like putting little components of how I envision these archetypes for me and in my life and how they've showed up. So like I 
feel like I get to have a lot of fun with the devil in that respect because, as I said, that is that is like my life path card. I am this fifteen six. I am the living representation of the devil and the lovers. Wow. I'm I'm like stunned, you know. I'm like, whoa, that is so <laughs> out of all the cards that I <laughs> like asking about. It's like, whoa, I'm so psychic. I'm so psychic. <laughs> oh my gosh! And then, you know, the the other thing too is, you know, I, I I know you've written a lot of books. I haven't read them. I've read the guidebook for this, and I've read the guidebook for the animal totem tarot. And what really struck me about your writing is, uh, well, with the animal totem tarot, I love the messages that, for each animal that you wrote, and I like the way you had set up that book. But under the big top, the guidebook for the Cirque du Tarot, this is a good read. I mean, and not, you, you know, when we say somebody's, you know, a good writer, you know, God knows what that means. You know, and that could mean a million things. They could be writing, you know, a copy for an industrial script. Who knows, right? You're a good storyteller. I mean, Thank I really you. got into this guidebook. <laughs> Thank you. It was important to me that the guidebook is was just as much part of the show. Um, so, yeah. again, having been to so many... Uh, shows and theater productions. Even before I moved to the States, when I lived in Melbourne, I went to a lot of theater. When I lived in Southeast Asia, I went to a lot of theater. So I do have this very, you know, art, creative theater background, and I've read a lot of playbooks. And I was like, if we're going to do this whole show thing, then the guidebook has to be like one of these amazing playbooks that takes us from beginning to end of the show. So I'm glad that that translated yeah. because that that probably was my biggest worry for this sec. Well, uh, there were lots of worries with this sec, but one of them was the guidebook. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you did a fantastic job. And, you know, I love it when they have like full size colored pictures in it too. So, it, you know what it reminded me of because it's broken down into like acts. It reminded me, like, mm -hmm. of um, a program, like when you go to, like, see a Broadway play and you get the, like, the big, you know, book for Annie or whatever the play is and you have mm -hmm. pictures in it and it's like, here's the first act, the second act. And that's what it reminded me of, like, one of those keepsake books that you get at the, at the theater. Um, but I wanted to ask you, but, you know, because storytelling, you know, is its own sort of art. It's a little bit different from just writing. And again, you know, writing can mean a lot of different things. Um, were, was, were you a, somebody, maybe even as a kid, were you somebody who was an, into stories or fairy tales or anything like that? Like, how did you learn to really tell a good story? Not everybody can tell a good story, you know? Practice, practice. <laughs> like I literally I mean I read a lot of books I read over 100 books a year um, I'm writing all the time uh, and I'm writing lots of different things all the time and I'm constantly uh, refining my writing skills through working with different writing processes writing mentors doing different writing classes so it is one of those things where writing is a skill that has to be refined, practiced, refined, practiced, refined, and practiced. So, you know, it's one of those things where you get your 10,000 10, hours, you claim that badge, then you move on to 20,000 hours, and maybe if you're lucky, you'll spit out a few good yarns in the, in the process. I love that. I love that. And the other thing that um, – I'm still stuck on this book a little bit because the way there's a few things that you do in here that are a little bit different that I wanted to make sure, our, you know, kind of draw the attention to uh, for our listeners is that when you describe the cards, you know, a lot of people are used to going to guidebooks looking for the upright and reversed meanings or looking for keywords. You stay away from all of that because that's good. We, we have more than enough of that. <laughs> okay. Um, what I like is you don't even look at it as like upright and reversed. You call them ally and challenger. And is it is there a re, is there an important reason to you for doing it that way? Um, 
how do you feel about reversals? Well, I wrote a whole book on reversals, so I feel pretty passionately about it. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I should put that on my reading list. <laughs> it's a pretty big book. Um, you could use it as a doorstop. It's, uh, I guess for me, because I write so many guidebooks, like you want to make them interesting even just as a writer. Like you don't want to be writing the same thing over and over again, even though you're telling the same story. And that becomes the ultimate challenge as a deck creator because you are telling the same story. Like the story of tarot never changes. It's always the same. But how you tell it has to be different. Um, so that is something I really think about when I sit down and do the guidebooks is how am I telling the story different? How are we keeping it the same but throwing a whole different perspective over the top of it. Uh, so I write it in two layers, really. I, I make sure that I'm honoring the original story, which is the tarot, and then reinterpreting that story through the lens of the theme. Mm. I like that. I like that a lot. And, you know, there's there's also, you know, I talked about how I felt like, you know, this does what I'm looking for. It increase, you know, it adds to my vocabulary. You know, I think it adds to any reader's vocabulary. There are a few cards here that that really stuck out with me. The Nine of Cups was the one that really caught my attention. You know, I'm reading through the guidebook, and you know, you you talk about the consequences of wishes, and mm -hmm. I was, I I don't know why. You know, sure, there's that old saying, you know, be careful what you wish for, but I don't think that really it's something that comes to mind. When we see the Nine of Cups, usually people are like, oh, boy, oh, boy, I get what I want. I get what I want, <laughs> you know. But you really kind of caution us to really think about that. What is it that we do want, you know? But there's a certain right. magic, magic at play with it. And, you know, I thought about, that idea that you have in here is the idea that with the Nine of Cups that these wishes are really connected to our idea of making decisions and that, you know, when we're, that we can be challenged by that because sometimes it's not so easy to really know or decide what we want. Does, does, where does that come from? You know, this philosophy. I feel like it's a philosophy that we should, like, you know, embrace now because I think it's wise. Well, I guess it, well, it comes from years of being a coach, like, and seeing people get what they want and then being miserable getting it. Um, like, I can't tell you how many clients I had who tell you they want, they want something and then they get it, and it comes with all of these consequences, and they go, oh, but I didn't ask for that. And you're like, well, yeah, you kind of did. Um, <laughs> you kind of did. Yeah, That's well. exactly what you asked for. It's not my fault you didn't think about the ripple effects of this. Uh, it also comes from studying quantum theory. Um, it also comes from, um, as I said, I do a lot of reading throughout the year, and there's actually a version of Alice in Wonderland that's told through this perspective of these wish stones and the guy who actually creates these stones never uses mm. them because he says you don't understand what you're actually asking for. Um, so it, it's kind of like, it was kind of a mixture of that particular storyline and that character along with quantum, quantum theory and quantum entanglement. That is that everything is connected. You don't just get one piece of the pie. You get, the, all the ingredients, the bakers, the farmers, and all their ancestors, um, and and being a little bit more discerning because we do live in a highly capital, you know, a highly um, capitalistic uh, instant gratification society that doesn't right. really yeah. sink into the impacts of consumer decisions. So elevating that awareness and saying that even just what brand of sponge you might buy at the store has a ripple effect of consequences. So it's, it was, it's, it's, it's about that kind of thing, but trying to put it in mm. 150 words. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, 
that's that's deep, man. That's I'm like, whoa, <laughs> quantum. You know, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah well, you know, but maybe it stands you know, maybe out. Maybe it has something. Yeah, maybe it has something to do with the fact that Lisa and I have the same birth cards or something. Because I'm the same way. I look into the, I look into the same things like quantum theory and quantum entanglement, and you know, it, it's just it's like listening to me talk. <laughs> listening to Lisa. Yeah, I love it. Right? Yeah. It's the devil. Here's the thing. This is the devil part of the personality because the devil knows what the consequences are. The devil knows exactly where all those threads of your desires go. Mm. And the devil says to you, are you really sure this is what you want? He never judges. The devil never judges. The devil never goes, listen, I'm going to give you some advice. I really don't think you should take that one. The devil merely says, here's your smorgasbord of wants, wills, desires, and, and passions. Are you absolutely 100% committed to this path? Right? Yeah. And most people hmm. go, get out of the way, buddy, and give me my just deserves. And the devil goes, <laughs> you know, your your wish is my command. Off you go. <laughs> oh, and you mentioned coaching, and that and that reminds me that I wanted to ask you about uh, what you've got coming out. <laughs> you still there's more, folks. There's still more. <laughs> so you have a book coming out. Carol Priestess using the cards to heal, grow, and serve. That's coming out around May. Uh, yeah, yes, April, May, I believe. I. Yeah. I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about that. Okay, so I actually have two Use, books using out the cards that way. This, okay. Yeah, this was a big year. I had three releases this year. Soul Cats came out this year. Tarot Priestess comes out this year, and then in December I have another book. Uh, coming out called Mermaid Magic, um, which is uh, pulling apart and exploring the mermaid Parthenon along with the chakras mm. and the lunar cycles. Um, Tarot Priestess is, and, and because I'm actually working on book eight right now, I've got to go back two books, so I just give my brain a minute, one, two. Um, <laughs> Tarot Priestess <laughs> is... is it's really about using the cards for a devotional practice. And again, I wanted to talk about the divine feminine in an inclusive manner. I didn't want it to be a restricted white straight female story, which tends to be how the divine feminine is taught. Um, and yeah. I get into a lot of trouble when I point that out to people. <laughs> and I, you will be surprised how many shows I do not get invited back to. But to me, it's important because I am not a, I'm, I'm not a straight woman. Yes, I'm white, but I'm not a straight woman. So that narrative never worked for me. And I always felt really excluded from the goddess path because I didn't feel mm. I fit the narrative. I didn't feel there was a space for a woman like me who was intellectual and cerebral, not overly nurturing and queer in this goddess, you know, theology. Right. Let's call it that way. So I always felt really excluded from this divine feminine process. And it wasn't until I really started researching like proper goddess theory. And what I mean by proper goddess theory, I mean how it originally originally, way back when, way back before the religion we know now, was taught. And it was not taught the way it's taught today in metaphysical circles. It was very inclusive. It was about community. It was about acceptance. It was about being who you are and, you know, come as you are type thing. So Tarot Priestess was based on that philosophy, and we used the cards to explore the goddesses as us not as someone mm. else's version of us. Oh, can I ask a quick question about that? Because I, I mean, I'm, you know, like just your average straight woman or whatever, but I feel totally excluded from the whole <laughs> goddess, like metaphysical, whatever thing they're doing. I know. Like, I'm like, eh, yuck. Yeah, Even you're as a gay totally man. Excluded to, yeah. What the heck? Right. You know, but I have divine feminine, book, you, damn it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Do you get into the pre-Islamic goddesses at all? Because I'm always fascinated by them. 
So one of the things that I am also very careful of is appropriation in metaphysical mm-hmm. spaces. So I did try and yeah. speak to goddesses that were in my personal wheelhouse. So there are only four temples in this book, and they are broken up to match the suits. And only one of them is not from my personal lineage, um, and that mm-hmm. is goddess Saraswati. Um, the other is the other goddesses are Danu, because she is the supreme Celtic goddess, and I am almost Yay. 98% Celtic. <laughs> um, oh, we wow. have Lilith, goddess Lilith. So I wanted to make sure I had a dark goddess in there. So we have goddess Lilith in there. And then we have the priestesses of Avalon. Um, so those awesome. are the four... Those are the four goddesses that are holding the pillars of the temples for the suit. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. I'm going to have to get that book, too. <laughs> I, oh, my so God. The list is getting, I'm taking notes. I know. Are we taking notes? <laughs> yeah, no, Goddess Danu I want to learn more about because I just discovered a few years ago I'm 50% Irish. I'm like, oh, geez, I should yeah. learn about learn about that. Wow. And then what what else are you do – you, well, you said you have before, two books coming out. But also before we wrap up, i got to find out about Soul Cat. <laughs> so, yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Another book coming out. <laughs> Yeah, what do you want to know about Soul Cat Sex? Let's talk about the cats. <laughs> <laughs> Only because I mentioned that, you know, and then I, I was like, oh, wait, she's got Soul Cat, you know. So we have to ask about that. I, I have not seen the deck at all, so I'm totally in the blind here, but just the title was exciting. So I was like, oh, I got to find out about Soul Cats. All right, so it. let me give you the soul. Let, let me give you the soul cat story. So Barbara, um, Barbara often comes in and teaches inside uh, my writing groups. Uh, I, I run writing groups every so often, and I just launched a, a writing, a write, a twelve-month writing, pro, uh, sorry, an ongoing writing program. And she was about, this was about two years ago, and she was telling the students that if they were really serious about getting into tarot, then these were some of the themes that they saw reoccurring, right? She was actually, like, giving them publishing gold. And one of the ones was cats. They're like, we just can't seem to get enough cat decks. And not one of those students actually did change their idea to, to like, kind of match this publishing gold. And I'm like, Okay, you're all asleep at the wheel. So I was like, wouldn't it be fun if I just plucked one of those off the list and threw it around and see what I could do with it? So I was like, well, the cats might be fun. Let's let's have a look at the cats. But again, I don't want to just make a cat deck because I'm not normal. Um, I wanted to make <laughs> these these cats that were sent to Earth to from the angels to be guardians of humans, to make sure that we were doing the right thing and stuck to our path of awareness and expansion and divine love, right? So that was my backstory for this deck, and the Soul Cats Tarot was born. (laughs) Wow. I love that idea. I love that idea. Cats that were sent by the angels. I'm writing that down. I've been taking notes this whole interview. This never happens. It's very, very different. You're not normal. You're right, in, but like in the best way. <laughs> so, so yeah, you know, before you go, what is the other book that's coming out? Because I've got to put that down, too. You've got the Tarot the Priestess. The Tarot Priestess and then the Mermaid Magic book comes out in December. Um, and we won't talk about next year's releases because that's too far away. Uh, but there is the Mermaid book that comes out in December, and that is all about – I wanted to keep that book as far away from tarot as humanly possible. I didn't want to link it to the Mermaid tarot in any way, shape, or form. I wanted to make it a standalone book. And I sent it in, and the very first note they sent back to me was, so we're thinking – 
that we should put tarot in this book. And I'm like, of course you are. Because <laughs> that was the one thing I deliberately didn't put in. <laughs> so so now, did it end up it, in the in the book? Connected. Oh, yes, it did. So now we have it connected to the Mermaid Tarot. But it is still a standalone book. So it is. What I wanted to do is I wanted to take the teachings that I personally have learned from the mermaid since making the mermaid tarot and break it into a real usable system. So I created a mermaid Parthenon and broke down 12 different archetypes from the world of the mermaids, from the ocean goddess to the sea witch to the nymph. Um, I don't know what else we've got in there. Um, there's 12 of them, and I wanted to put them in a healing context, so they're they're aligned. We've got the is there 12? No, there's not 12 of them because they're aligned to the chakras. So there's eight of them, and they're aligned to the chakras mm. plus the aura, and then we have them connected to different moon phases. So the whole book flows. Oh, and then they're connected to a sacred space. So the whole book flows through this Parthenon where we are introduced to this particular archetype who works with this particular chakra with this particular in this particular moon cycle and is connected to this specific place within the environment. Um, and that's that book. Wow. Okay, you 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 have to come back, you know, when this. <laughs> yeah, we do. Wow, Dax, we have to have her on again to like do the mermaid magic thing. I, we gotta get that book. We gotta, we got a lot. We gotta talk to you about. <laughs> what do you think? You gotta come back, because <laughs> I I am my mind is blown. I'm speechless, and I yeah. I'm. I'm a, I'm a chatterbox. Nobody ever makes me speechless. <laughs> oh my God, she's oh my giving gosh. us so much work. We have to review books and decks and just oh my and I'm, have her back on the show oh, like thirteen I, times. <laughs> I know. I've got to, I've got to study like quantum physics now. What you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I can help you with that part. But I hope you had fun with us, Lisa. <laughs> Oh, this is great. Like I, I love, to, I love being, I love being in spaces where I can talk about, you know, deeper philosophical awareness raising topics, and I, I don't have resistance on the other side of the conversation. Like, wow, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's radio. You didn't have to. It's, it's radio. You didn't have to do your hair. No makeup. What? It was actually. It was actually looking good today, and I was like, well, that's okay. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, missed Bossy. opportunity. We should have done video. <laughs> oh, boy. No. No, my eyes yeah, see, Mary and I do the show in our jammies, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm in my robe still. <laughs> Too much information. I've got to go and record some videos after I finish this for my uh, Patreon members, so, so that's okay. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much for for taking the time out of what sounds like a very busy life (laughs) to come and talk to us. And yeah, we would love to have you on again to talk about mermaid magic or anything, anything you want to talk about. Yeah, there's no resistance here. Okay. This is consider this. Thank you. Friendly territory <laughs> on the Tarot Today's radio show. Thank you. Thanks so much, Lisa, for joining us. And have a great Thank weekend. You and, me. you know, bright blessings for, for all the incredibly wonderful, imaginative work that you do. Mm-hmm. It's a gift. It's, it enriches our, our lives. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks again, Lisa. Okay. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. Oh, that was awesome. Wow. I think we went a little bit longer. I think we went a little longer than she was expecting. <laughs> she has to get those videos done. <laughs> I, she was blowing my mind. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, you're, you're doing the, the what now? And the what? <laughs> and another thing? And everything. And just so creative. But, yeah. hey. We should tell everybody what is coming up on the Psychic Talk Radio Network this week. Right. Do you want to know? Does everybody want to know? 
I was mm-hmm. like, you know, mm-hmm. on our next show is going to be on Monday, March 21st. It's the Wisdom of the Soul show with your host, Janice Fuchs, at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. And that's going to be followed also on Monday, March 21st, at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we have Spiritual Guidance Radio with Angelic Channel and healer Catherine Hahn. She's going to be doing free on-air guidance. And then Dax and I will be back next Saturday, March 26th at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern for another episode of the Tarot Today radio show. And that will be open lines, free readings, and it's our psychic spin segment. So that's going to be pretty exciting where we draw cards on the big questions. What do you want to know from the universe? And don't forget... This Tuesday in the Tarot Guild Facebook group, uh, Dax and I will be doing a Facebook Live where you can join in the conversation and let us know, you know, maybe what questions you would like us to ask during our Psychic Spin segment next Saturday and next Sunday. It's the next show. (laughs) I got carried away with Psychic Spin. I always do. Next Sunday, March 27th, uh, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, is the Magic Universe show with your host, Sharona Rapsick, and she's going to have a special guest. Catherine Hahn is going to be on Sharona's show talking about angels as a gift that our world needs now and also doing free tarot readings. And that's all the things coming up on the Psychic Talk Radio Network here. You can find all of those listed by going to psychictalk.net forward slash upcoming. Yes, and you can can also always check our events coming up on the Tarot Guild website, thetarotguild.com. You can even just type in a new page on your browser there, new tab, thetarotguild.com slash events will bring up all the events. And you already mentioned the live on Tuesday, but tomorrow we have a free workshop, Numerology for Tower Readers, with Sharona Rapsik and myself, actually. What we're going to do is you're going to learn what numerology is, its connection to the tarot, and how you can use numerology to inform you and your clients. Always give great readings and create added value for your services. So go over to thetarotguild.com. You'll see a banner right there on the main page. And just click on that Numerology for Tower Readers banner. You can see how you can join us live. We're going to be on Zoom. So that's going to be a lot of fun tomorrow. thought I'd mention that. And I can't wait for our awesome. live. Oh, and, yeah. And yeah, really try to join us for the live on the group, especially if you have any ideas, you know, for the Psychic Spin because – uh, we need some, you know, interesting things to ask the tarot. These are the big questions, right, Mary? Big questions. Why are we here? Are robots taking over? Where did we come from? We never asked that. We never asked where did we come from. Just saying. We could ask that. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's so fun. I think um, you know, I I love the questions that people come up with for the psychic spin episode and there's so many you know, it's more yeah. fun sometimes to to ask questions on these bigger, you know, life questions or philosophical questions uh or even futuristic questions when we ask about robots and AI, that kind of stuff. To me it's kind of more mm-hmm. fun to to use tarot um, to address those questions because often I think tarot's on the micro level where we're asking questions about our lives, about our job, about our family, about our love life, all of all of that stuff. It's kind of nice to, to sort of showcase the ability of the tarot to actually speak to the larger ideas too. Right. Absolutely. So uh, that's what's coming up, and you can always join us on the Tarot Guild website. You know, it's free to sign up. Top of any page, it says sign in, sign up. Just click on that. You can use your social media. I mean, we've got, I think, uh, Google, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. You know, you can sign in that way, or you can put in an email address, 
and a password, and it's free to join, and you can use all the features of the website. As I mentioned in the beginning of the show, it's a full-featured social media networking platform, not just a, a website, and it's free to join. Um, let's see. We have time to take a couple of calls here. You ready, awesome. Mary? Who's been waiting the longest? I'm uh, ready. Looks like looks like area code 415 has been waiting the longest. Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, hi, hello. This is Catherine. I didn't catch that. Mary, did you catch that? Is it uh, Your line's breaking up quite a bit. I'm having trouble hearing you. Now, try that again. What's your name, Hunt? Uh, oh, I I can't I can't make it out at all. Are you I, Mary? I can No, I I am not I'm not sure. I can't hear it. It's a yeah. too it's a little too broken up. Are are you on a speakerphone or something? Oh, actually, uh, her call dropped just then, so it must ah. have been the connection. Hopefully. Uh, she'll call back. I, I can't even say she because it might have been uh, a guy because a I couldn't really make anything out. Yeah, it could have been a he. So hopefully she'll could call back. Could have been back neither. We'll look could have that. been non-pirate, yeah. Mary. I know. We have to check all the boxes now, you know, especially Lisa's watching us. Uh, anyway. Yes. <laughs> but, but, yeah, you know, we'll look for that 415 area code. and But meanwhile, we got a 919 area code. Hello, caller. Are hmm. you there? What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi. I, hi. I am here. My name is Kay, and I'm calling from Georgia. Hi, hi Kay. Kay. Um, what do you want to talk about today? Um, I have a good question. Um, Janae, I'm on the phone. I'm on the phone. Um, I lost my job uh, earlier this week, and I am um, wondering, do you see something new coming soon? Well, I'm grateful to be away from that role because it was very toxic. I am ready for something new. Okay. All right. Well, you know, definitely you're in the middle of a transition right now. The main focus card is the death card. You know, and that's always Mm. about transitions, one door closing, another door opening. In the background, the dawn is coming up. So that's telling me, yeah, definitely. Um, it, may take a re- it may take a little bit of refocusing, okay, because I got the Page of Swords, and he's focused on that one thought or idea. You know, you may have to shift um, what you're focusing on as far as work. You want something that's oh, okay. more like the king, the, the king of Cups comes in, and he's saying you want something that's more emotionally stable for you, obviously not like the last situation, but more than that, something that's oh, emotionally yes. fulfilling. You want something that's fulfilling. So yes. don't yes. take this Definitely. as, oh, I left, I left my job, and I'm just going to run out and find the next muggle job. You know, it, it, yeah, instead of yeah. thinking of it that way, think, think, instead of thinking of it that way, think of it as a transition and moving on to bigger and better things. Uh, really take some time to think about this. You know, just don't take just the first thing that comes along. I mean, it could happen in as quickly with the timing here. It's eight, you know, as, as quickly as eight days, you know, within a week you could find something else. But I don't know if you're going to be completely satisfied. It could take as long as eight weeks. So somewhere between eight days and eight weeks. And I know, I know that's a big, long span of possible time there, but the reason why I'm you know, saying it this way is because I really want you to think about this. Don't just take the next job. You know, think about okay. full transition in your life. You know, what can I do with my um, – skills and abilities that I have or can acquire quickly and I can use to do what would be really emotionally fulfilling for me, what I really would like to be doing, not just the next J-O-B. And then let's see what Mary's getting. Mary, what are you getting? Well, 
Oddly enough, one of the cards I got was the Page of Swords. <laughs> so everything there you go. That, 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 that Dax was saying about that def- definitely applies. And often, you know, pages to me are messengers, too. And it comes up in the future position for me. Um, so I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, you could be hearing about one, a, a new job opportunity coming up. Um, but definitely you want to, you know, think about, you know, how you're, you know, how you're putting your feelers out there, who you're communicating with, that kind of thing. Be a bit strategic with it, right? Because the chariot card okay. comes up here along with the seven of wands and the, and the nine of wands, too. Now, the nine of wands is kind of interesting because it's like, you know, in whatever way that you can, right, let mm-hmm. go completely, of this other job. You got let go, oh, yeah. whatever, you know, we always have feelings connected to that. It was a toxic environment anyways, yeah. but the, yeah. the, 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 all taking all that energy in that you've been taking in from that job, it, it's really going to help you to just close the book on that and turn your back right. on it and not, and not try to go into the next phase or something new you know, carrying that residual energy. So that, that, that's, yeah, you know, the yeah, one thing yeah. that I think is going to really help. Um, and, you know, really, um, I think you're not going to have a problem, you know, finding the next the next job. But, but definitely, you know, pick and choose. Pick and choose. Don't just take anything. Um, and I, I, feel I, that. I, I truly feel that. <laughs> I feel mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Good. I think the biggest, the biggest thing that I, I kind of like this one, I've been so relieved about this job being over because of the stress of it. But this morning, I think I kind of woke up with a little realization yeah. and a little panic because of, yeah. okay, what am I going to do yeah. with finances and all that? So it just kind of hit me this morning. So. Right. And right. You know, look, um, when we're trying to go into something new, uh, entering a new phase and, and um, taking on a new job and, you know, kind of changing directions, uh, we, we don't need to be weighed down by that, you know. So put, mm. that, put that out, you know, because this is going to, like, okay. drain your energy. And you want to you right. feel, like, ready to go. You know, like that chariot card. Right. And I'll say, right. so, yeah, if you just yep, let yep. it go. And okay. Uh, okay. don't worry about it. Okay. Just go forward. Well, thanks for the call, okay. Kay. Hope Thank that you so out. much. Blessings to you both. Yes, it does. Uh, blessings Enjoy to you, too. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Yeah. Bye. And I understand ha- having that almost panic, you know, and so sure. to the tarot show, you know. But the but the thing is, the, the secret to that is to get beyond that is what you do shift your focus from focusing on what just happened and leaving the job and what are you going to do next? Shift the focus onto the positive. You know, what, what do I really want? What do I really want to be doing? I want to be working with kids or in a garden or I want to be podcasting or I'd really like to start a YouTube channel this year, or I, I want to write that book, you know, uh, what makes your heart? Yeah. You know, I like, I like doing this certain craft for people, you know, and put your focus on that. It will, it will dissolve those negative and panicky feelings and it'll move you towards what you really want to do and your next job, or maybe you start your own business. Who knows? So yeah, that's what you do. That's how the law of attraction, that's how the universe works. Well, we're at the end of the show. I can't believe it. Uh, I think this is the closest we've come to an hour show and not going over. <laughs> it's only four well, minutes after. It can be done. <laughs> it can be done. It can be done. Yes. And so let's see. We will. When are we going to see them again? So we're going to see you, and you're going to see us, because we're going to be on video alive yep. in the Facebook group. Be sure you go join the Facebook group so you see this come up, folks. Go over to Facebook and search for – yeah, we have like 68, almost 7,000 members. Yeah, look for that group. 
and the Tarot Guild and uh, join the group. It's a private group, and we'll be Mary and I'll be live on Tuesday. You can ask anything you want to ask. Uh, we'll even pull a card for you, you know, if you're coming from the radio show. Uh, but uh, typically, the kind of questions we're answering are general questions about tarot, uh, numerology, different decks and spreads, and things like that. You know, you can ask. And also, if you are thinking about becoming a professional reader, uh, our professional reader certification that the guild has anything that's on your mind like that you can ask mary and i and then come with your ideas for the psychic spin right mary yes yes we want to hear your ideas what is it that you've always wondered Mm -hmm. about the world about life about existence yeah yes all righty well thanks everybody for being here we don't have a show without our listeners and callers. And thank you, Mary. Thank you, Dax. And thanks, everybody. See you next Goodbye, week, everyone. everybody. Bye. Good night. Good night, Mary Ellen. Good night, John Boy. <laughs>